Live from the spectacular Garden Roots in South Africa. We're streaming worldwide on eradiosa.com. We chat to uh, Rose, travel bug Rose as she's known. And today we're talking about the Garden Route as a photographic destination. As she wrote on uh, Facebook along with uh, some incredible snaps, uh, from March onwards the sky becomes a treat and uh, lends itself to some of the best picturesque views in South Africa. Rose, hello. Hi, how are you? Quite a mouthful. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, today, Travel Tuesday, and I thought I would just, I was thinking about um, March, and as we've, the sky, I've been watching the light in the sky lately, and obviously the the sunrises have become a little later, and sunsets have become a little earlier, and we're kind of approaching this time, and I love autumn in the garden, it's actually really my favorite time, I love the climate here, and also kind of a, a natural feel, you know, you don't have to, you know, it's sitting at night, 10, 9 o'clock, which is really nice sometimes, and the sun is still up, and you're thinking why you're hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's kind of the, the a settling downtime. And I've gone through some of my photographs, which I took in, in March, and I know that from now on, the sky just becomes an incredible picture. And I also know that there are a lot of people who actually come to the garden to actually photograph it. And mm. For a few specific reasons, um, the one is obviously the sky. The skylines are actually very clear, so we have very unpolluted skylines um, and very little um, buildings and stuff. So there is still a lot of mountains to photograph and rivers and waterfalls and seascapes that are actually unpopulated. So we have very clear, beautiful skylines, which is not something you find all over the world. And also the other thing that I've always impresses me about this, the garden is, and one of the reasons I always love coming home is that the, we have this absolute crisp clearness in our sky as well. So it's yeah. almost like a pure, a pure air, and you see a nice sunrise and a nice sunset. And that's something that's very special, and a lot of people don't realize. You know, a lot of times when I used to get talks to people, they always, um, always say, where's your favorite place where you've been? And I always said, coming home, and there's a reason for it. Um, and one of the specific things is that I always look at the skies wherever I travel, and the one thing that used to always be very extremely daunting to me was that um, a lot of times the skylines weren't as pretty as ours. They actually the mm. Christmas of the air and the value that or, you know of the, of having beautiful skylines and things like that is is quite something. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah uh, sorry, and then uh, of course we have some of really picturesque viewpoints. Mm. Um, and our, our very jagged coastline from you know along this coast from I can think Mosso Bay you know from the, the St. Blaise Trail and the extreme jaggedness of that Mosso Bay point and I've climbed up there and wow you really get some amazing pic- pictures from there yeah um, right up to you know you go along the Hurtbach area I mean I've st- stood on, on the side of the highway there in Hurtbach with those beautiful miles of estuaries that are opening and the the softness of the of the issues with the you know and people in the water sometimes playing or fishing and stuff like that. 
Um, and of course, Vic Bay. That wow, well, I've taken some really. If, if someone likes taking pictures of circles and people in the waters, Vic Bay is really, really an awesome place because you're actually walking along with people the surf line. You know, you're walking yeah. along the surf break. And of course, I'll, I'll, um, the map of Africa, Dolphin Point, uh, the Kaimans Bridge, um, the Nisner Heads, which is spectacular. Even the Sedgefield Mouth and the mm. Sedgefield Lookout Point is really um, some some awesome places to. And then, of course, in Plate, where the whale watching station is, and even up towards Uplands, Kierbrums, Enrico's, those jagged edges, and people have, I mean, there's a, a photographer like. Sharon Hodges and Plate, who's really taken some beautiful stuff there. I mean, there's, we, we have phenomenal photographers in Nisna, and I've seen some of their work of our um, waterfront and the boats, you know, the boats in Mossad Bay as well. Oh, man, it's, mm. it's really something special. Yeah. And of course, in, and of course, in Tenkuru, I mean, the Tenkuru on its own with this mountain passes is, and the passes that we have in this area and the fold of mountains and the clouds breaking over them and even with some of the wildlife places like Bosliefkop, the Garden of Game Lodge. You know, we have even taken Swatbeck uh, Estate. We have driven along that path in the Swatbeck and how we've had snow on the mountains and the giraffes in there. And I've actually taken a picture of giraffes and the snowback mountains. So <laughs> if I... If I can suggest the, the garden as a, a, photography, a photography destination, mm. it really lends, really, really actually lends to one. So if you're a key photographer and you really need a break and escape, and especially if you want to find yourself a little bit away from the towns and cities, this is definitely a place to come and come and play with light in the garden with the Kangaroo. Rose, if you had to pick one spot that's your favorite <laughs> of all your, your, your places that you photographed, uh, which, one, which one will it be? Well, that's not fair. I knew you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay, well, how about a top five? Would that work for you? Um, yeah, um, let me think. Uh, I really, I really like photographing the map of Africa um, mm, when, mm. when, when we have um, some nice quietscape over there. It's, it's really given me some of my, my favorite photographs. Um, yeah. The Nazi heads, um, not from the viewpoints, but actually from the other side, okay. uh, from the featherbed side, um, Ooh, yes. has really, really given some beautiful, beautiful, especially when I, when I lived in Brenton. Um, then Buster Bay, the wild side, is really nice for me at times as well, especially when the sun is still setting more over the ocean. Mm. The sun sets there. Um, what else? Uh, other favorite points? I think the Montague Pass is one of my, also one of my favorites to photograph. I love going into the Montague Pass when you have that beautiful cloudscape. Mm. Um, and then on the other side of Oatsburn towards Collisrock on the R62 in those mountainscapes is a place called Roybuff area. And that's also uh, always when I drive to that area, I always make sure that I have some time to spend close to Roybuff and those beautiful um, uh, geological conglomerates mm. that you can photograph there. They, they are really, really stunning. And of course, it's the Karoo with its own beauty and the redness and the vast 
spaces. Um, and then the last one was actually if you're going over the Roybass Pass to walk from Bakestorp to Carlisthorpe or Oatsfordham. Um, and you, cl- you go over at the top of the mountain there and you look over Sierra Pass. That's also really, really beautiful. Sure. And that's really an escape. <laughs> now, Rose, let's so, talk about your gear or your cameras. What do you use? Do you ever use your phone or, or do you have a professional camera? Well, I don't really what they call, what the professional people would call an SLR. But um, for, for a person who is taking photography very serious and, and, and artwork, yeah. Um, you know, it's making uh, those star streams with apertures and, and um, um, settings of your apertures and your edge stops and stuff like that, and flowing water. There's, there's absolute, you can go, you know, you can be the artist at heart that you want to be, really want to be. But if you are somebody who just um, travel, like even if you like to travel blogs or you're traveling, um, my camera is a bridging camera. And one of the reasons why I have a bridging camera is number one is price because I can't afford huge cameras. Mm. But for also the practicality of that it's a, a 65 optical uh, optical. Uh, lens camera mm. and it you can throw it in a backpack and you're going to go hiking with it in the forest or you can you know it's light to carry you can still put it on the stand it still has some functions where you can get some flowing water um it doesn't quite do the star stuff but it can do moon stuff okay. um and yeah and then if you're a digital a digital bunny and you're traveling with with your phone um some of the uh, the cell phones these days actually mm. take absolutely beautiful. They do, they do. Um, yeah, I mean, my my phone on its own has its own pro settings for video and for for video and for um uh, for photos, still photos yeah. as well. So you can still set your apertures and your f stops and things on your on your phone as well. Um, so yeah, be an artist at heart and paint with light. <laughs> yeah, Rose, I mean, just looking, I mean, these cameras are amazing. I mean, just look at the new iPhone's camera. But just looking at my Samsung, it's about a year old, and it's even this thing's got three cameras. It takes beautiful yeah. pictures. You just need to know how to, to hold the thing and, and uh, you know, the angles and all that stuff. That's very important. And also the light, you know, what uh, timing is, is of the essence. Yeah, um, and, and I think... I think the thing is that what makes uh, a picture in for anybody is not it's not the perfection of technicality. Mm. It's the way that you perceive the world. And I've I've spoken to people. I mean, I've given talk at a photography place, and people were like, you know, what makes a good photograph? And I was like, the thing that makes a good photograph for you is you can learn all the the infrastructures. You know, the thirds and the colors and the positioning and stuff like that and ratios but then it becomes about the framing of how you see the world and patience and light you know waiting for you watching the sky turning or watching clouds move and you you kind of could get this you create something in your mind and you're thinking wow you know that would look look pretty amazing at, Mm. at specifically that time and I think that that is what the the thing is that photography gives us as individuals is that we can be creative individuals. Yeah. Um. And you just need to 
you know, learn of what you what really appeals to you. And I've I take certain photographs and I look at photographs of other people and they focus on different things mm, mm. and they use different kind of angles and I think, wow, you know, that's quite amazing. That's something that I wouldn't do, but some that somebody else do it suits their style, which is really phenomenal. And that's how I mean, you can take one de- one place and you can have ten photographers, photographers, and you can have ten different um, outcomes. Yeah. And Rose, I mean, you've got uh, an amazing view also where you're staying in the wilderness. Often you take some pictures there of uh, sunrises and sunsets. I mean, that's just phenomenal. Uh, just my last question to you would be, uh, what, what, what's your take on, on filters? Um, I, it, is, it is a tough one. I mean, we all like, I like to edit um, some of my photos. Mm. Um, sometimes I, I take a photo to to, to get a, a certain effect, but sometimes you you just look at something and you think I don't actually want to change anything. Yeah. You know, I just want to have it the way it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we do. If you get to know about a little bit about the editing, I mean, sometimes I like to change the little the, the little bit of sharpness in my photos. Um, and I like color, you know, so sometimes, but sometimes I photograph things and I just think, well, oh, there's nothing I'm going to do with this photo. Mm. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, it, once again, it is, a, it, it's a, the artist at heart. Um, there is a few photographers that I know um, that are complete purists, but then I also um watch some of them editing their own styles. They have certain settings and styles. And you see that in a kind of consistency in their photographs as well. Yeah, um, yeah, you're and right. Then some, yeah, and then also there's, I mean, I can think of one photographer, Gail, Gail McCall. She takes uh, photographs and her photographs have always got this rich grunginess, which is not something I'd, I would like to do to my photos, but it suits what she does, you know. Yeah. She always photographs with um, the people with, you know, like the fishermen with their hands and their colourful boats, and it's it lends to it. It's an artist as art in her, in her own way. Rose, so, just lastly, Instagram filters. Do you like Instagram filters? Do you use them? And what's your favourite one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not particularly fond of Instagram filters. Um, there is one that I sometimes use. I can't even remember what it is. It's a, it's got a little bit of an aqua tinge to it. Oh, okay. But I normally, it, but I normally edit my, I normally edit my photographs and crop them and things like that um, prior to posting them to okay. um, Instagram. And what do you use um, for that? Uh, I'll be keeping secrets. Oh, is, it, is it a secret? <laughs> it's fine. No, if you want no, to keep. not really. No, not really. I mean, um, if you, um, I in, on my phone, I use Snapseed. Snapseed is a great app, um, app. I've been introduced by it by someone I met in the garden mood. He's also quite a phenomenal photographer on his own. Was uh, Mark. Um, and he introduced me to Snapseed, which is sure it lends. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, a Lightroom, but on my phone kind of thing. Wow! And then of course I use I use Lightroom on my laptop. Lightroom, okay. I, yeah, Lightroom on my laptop. But I'm um, very very seldom 
I like to edit my funny. I like to edit all my photographs on my phone. I'm so used to it by now. Yeah. But listen, they look so, so good. I, I just want to say, uh, Rose, well done. Keep them coming. Just lastly, tell uh, us where we can uh, see your beautiful pictures if we haven't seen them already. Or uh, where can we, you know, keep an eye on to, yeah. uh, to, to see when you're going to post new ones? Yeah, well, uh, I post a lot of my... Obviously, my, my, my photographs is not about just photography. My, my photographs is really about storytelling. Yeah. Um, so I... I take photographs to tell stories about places, about where I am and what I'm doing. And I think that's where um, my photography part came from. Like, I never used to be a, a great photographer at all. Sure. <laughs> you know, I kind of had a, had a look and feel, but I, I went and joined a photography group. It wasn't like a fancy group. It was a um, insectual. It was a bunch of retirees who had a photography club. And I just the criticism and I listened and I learned a lot about what they were saying watching other people's stuff and um, so yeah it kind of I I thought of doing some some storytelling and writing and I, I needed some good photos and I had to learn so once I got the basics of what photo photography is about I just kind of practice and practice and practice and practice and eventually yeah with enough practice you, you get it that's it Rose thank you yeah. so much we're going to follow you on Instagram you're also on Facebook yeah. and then go there was something bug. else is it Go Travel Bug eh? yeah Go Travel Bug uh, and Go Travel Bug if you Google Go, go Travel Bug you will find me and okay. one on Google and all your platforms <laughs> and, and look at your yeah. lovely photos well done keep them coming and then we'll catch up again next Tuesday Rose thank you so much yeah great thank you for the chat this afternoon cool talk to you next week Take care. You too. Bye. Bye.